Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains. And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high. It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky. We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed. Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed and bushy-tail, 8.55am on the 3CR dial, 9.30 every Sunday morning, and we're going to hit, hit off with a guest straight away. We've got, uh, I should introduce you, Campo, Campo, and the griller here, and we should introduce, we've got the Assistant Secretary of the CFMU from uh, New South Wales, Michael Greenfield. Good morning, Michael. Morning, Longy. How you going, boys? It's gorilla, mate. It's gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case oh, you're going to su- sue us. No, good, mate. Yeah, and uh, obviously we're talking to Michael this morning because uh, they've had a lot of uh, dramas up there in Sydney with the COVID and whatever up there. And the, you know, the government unfortunately took the uh, decided to shut down the industry, and now it's getting the backs turned into a bit of a shit fight, brother. Yeah, mate. Um, obviously, I wish I was joining you on uh, on the show for uh, a, a more positive note. But um, yeah, up in New South Wales, um, you know, well, not just New South Wales. I suppose all workers around the country and every Australian at the moment are suffering in one way or another with this pandemic. But um, our industry's been pr- hit pretty hard, and a lot of our members up here are doing it you know, very tough at the moment. Um, we thought we we're doing. Everything as an industry, um, you know, obviously we usually button heads with the employers, but we're pretty locked down. Um, yeah, we're working with the industry to try and make sure we're impl- implementing as many um, measures as possible to sort of push back against any sort of shutdown. Um, you know, and even the feedback up until the Friday night before uh, the Premier decided to do what she did. Um, the feedback was that, you know, the industry had pulled together and implemented a fair few control measures uh, in a short period of time to make sure we could keep our industry open and open um, for our members to work safely. But um, come Saturday at 11 o'clock, she dropped the hammer down and um, 
yeah, it had a massive impact on our industry, as you could imagine. Um, you know, you've had a pretty tough down there, but you've managed to work, although maybe limited numbers, but still continue to keep people ticking over. So, yeah, mate, it's not a not a good time at the moment up here, and we've got a lot of members still suffering um, at, at the moment in lockdown areas. What, were that, what was the thinking in the government doing that to start with? I mean, was it just a rush of blood? I mean... Mate, I think, um, as most um, know, they blame the health advice, but, mate, yeah. who knows if they had health advice on it or it's a political decision. I think um, there's obviously a lot of pressure started to come on what's essential, and uh, obviously health care and foods and services and yeah. stuff like that are essential, but, mate, as we know, and through the last, last year's um, lockdown and other industries being locked down, the construction industry was the backbone of the economy. Uh, a lot of people who were on JobKeeper and got the benefit of JobKeeper to try and get them through. That was off the back of construction workers fronting up every day in challenging times, continuing to work, continuing to pay their taxes to help other Australians be able to survive. Um, so we do believe it is an essential industry and our members pay a huge part, obviously, in the economy. So, mate, look, we were disappointed with the decision they made, um, obviously, and, and with no notice. Um, and then we just turned our minds um, after they made that decision to try and argue and and what what else could the industry do to pull together to make sure that we could get it open again in the in the quickest period of time and um, look we did that we, we sat with the employee groups and you know um, like I said we usually button heads with with them but we're obviously um, pushing together as a group to to what ask them basically what what are the measures what do you want us to do as an industry to be able to work safely. Um, and prove to you we can operate as safely as possible through these challenging times. And, you know, obviously things like, we know, I'm sure your members down there wearing masks at work. Yeah, um, they're wearing them, whinging about them. <laughs> oh, mate, look, our boys aren't happy and girls aren't happy about it or weren't, but I suppose um, it's a small price to pay if it means um, it's, it's, a, it's something that they see as a positive to keep the industry going. And I think it's a small price to pay before you wait to get in a lockdown. Obviously, once our members... Um, went through a lockdown, they're more willing to do things like wearing masks. Um, we've got things like the contact tracing card. I know you've ran out down there through your times and we've got a fair bit of feedback from your, your boys down there about that. And so we've got that up and running. Um, that's not going to stop COVID coming on the job, but at least, yeah. um, you know, we had a multiplex job up here where one worker uh, who was a positive end of the site just before lockdown and the health department basically deemed um, three levels of the job close contact, no matter whether you went near the worker or not. And we had 485 workers wiped out Saturday for two weeks as close contacts off the back of that. So yeah. we're hoping one of the measures we've introduced with the contact tracing will help, um, you know, like I said, it'll come to site, but instead of 480 people sitting at home, maybe there's 10 or 20 and we can look after those workers. Yeah, well, look, it's it's no different down down here, mate. Uh, and, and the good thing is the unions are ticky tack and they're talking to each other and uh, feeding off each other for the things we get right and the things we get wrong. But we were no different. They were going to shut us down here to start off with, but luckily the the union managed to talk the government out of that. And um, that, we have been pretty successful down here, touch wood, so far. But obviously, you know, as it goes longer and longer, the boys get a bit more. Um, pissed off about having to wear masks, but at the end of the day, they're working. They've got no idea how lucky they are to be able to work through this, and hopefully we can keep it going. But uh, yeah, look, we do send yeah, out, we send our, send our uh, you know, sympathies up there, their New South Wales brothers and sisters, and up. we know hard, how hard you're doing. We're all doing it hard, but we've got to stick together in these times, and 
if we can feed off each other with a bit of information and help each other out, what we're doing at the moment, it's probably all better for the workers, Campo. Yeah, obviously you're slowly opening back up again, and I see, you know, I've seen... Um Obviously, the secretary come out and say about the vaccine because obviously Gladys has made it mandatory for people in them, them lockdown areas to get the vaccine to go back to work. So it's not, you know, you're doing it pretty hard. And so, how much of the people are back to work, or what's the process at the moment? Yeah, so obviously um, we got it. It was it was a sort of um, a double edged sword. She she stuck to her guns, and when we put, like I said, some of these measures around contact tracing and run out rapid antigen testing. Um, and basically said, all right, we'll open it up. So we were keen, obviously, for the announcement that all our members from all areas would be able to come back to work um, a week ago. Um, at the same time, um, she declared the construction industry able to go back to work. She put some caveats on that, where basically if you're in a lockdown local government area, um, at first you couldn't leave and you couldn't go to work and all the jobs in those areas were shut. And when you talk about the local government areas that have been in lockdown, it's you know, the backbone blue-collar areas... Um, you know, 70% of construction workers live in those areas. So although construction was open a week ago, uh, jobs were running at 20%, 30%, and we had key trades um, locked down in areas. So it didn't really matter. The jobs were basically still shut. Yeah. Um, you know, then she went one further and put these things and re- restrictions around workers in them lockdown LGAs, the only way out. Um, and, yeah, you've got a choice, um, which is great. You've got a choice whether to be vaccinated or not. And the union's position is it should be every individual's choice, whether for or against. But um, there's not much of a choice for our members out in them areas because the choice is um, if you need to provide for your family, whether you want to get it or not, the only way to get to work is to get a vaccine. And, and we've got an issue with that, and we'll keep fighting that. Um, but, look, at the moment, it's they can operate up to 50% of their total peak of a job. So if a job peaks at 1,500 workers, they yep. could run at 750. So we have got a lot of workers back, um, but we still have a lot of brothers and sisters out there struggling who their choice is not to get a vaccine, and we respect that. Um, and we need to try and find a way and keep fighting for a way to be able to make um, it available for those workers to return back to construction. Yeah. Um, and we'll fight that battle. You know, we've got legal advice on these lockdowns and, and that vaccination program of, of, of you know, how they're doing what they're doing. Um, and we'll continue to look at every avenue possible to try and make sure we can get our members back out of them areas and back on, on, on and earning a living for their families. It's hard to go. It's, it's hard. Tough. It's hard to go when you're at fifty percent, isn't it? Like it's hard. You have got blokes sitting at home and other blokes working, and they start arguing between. It's terrible. No. Feel for the whole thing. Yeah, mate. It's, um, as you, you know, government's always been about dividing workforces, and um, you know this strategy, um, whether it's by choice or uh, um, chance, but uh, it's definitely divided a lot of our members. When you got some people will, uh, able to go back and others not, um, that's not what it's all about. You know, we want our whole industry open and available to everyone, as long as it can be done safely, and we put control measures in place, like the construction industry has always been good at doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we will keep pushing the government to make sure, um, you know, vaccines is one thing, but it doesn't stop you getting the virus and spreading it. And that's why we've started to push hard for, you know, rapid antigen testing. If you want to stop it getting on the job, if there's regular testing of workers, and that means you can pick it up before it gets in the job, you know, we believe that's a good avenue to be able to let any worker, vaccinated or not, be able to return to work. All right, mate. Well, listen... <clears throat> We feel uh, we feel for you guys up there. I mean, we're all in the same boat, and as you say, divide and conquer. But we're all sticking uh, fat, sleeve from you with with you up there, and you guys down with us down here. 
Um, thank you for your time this morning, Michael, and um, we just send our, send our best to all the workers and all the organisers. I know uh, we understand how hard it is for organisers at the moment, but uh, anyway, mate, we're going to go out with a song because we know you're a big ACDC fan. No, we're no, going we're out not. with Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> we're going out with Smashing Pumpkins, all right? So listen, mate, right. we'll catch up soon. Thanks for your time, Michael. Thanks, mate. No See worries, ya. boys. I appreciate it. And obviously, we've got a lot of respect to the Victorian branch and all the support you guys have given us over the years. So, thanks and, a lot. And keep punting, mate. It's the only way out of this. That's it. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> See you, mate. See you, mate. See you, boys. Bye. The world is a vampire.
Smashing Pumpkins. Rat in the Cage. Rat in the Cage. Lockdown Music. Lockdown Music, yes. Uh, and that was a great interview for Michael. Um, appreciate his time up there. They're doing it pretty tough up there in New South Wales because uh, they sort of they shut down New South Wales and then the boys, had to try, as Michael explained, tried to get it going again. It's a bit of a disaster. But anyway. And they've been doing great, that branch. They've, like, it's with fantastic. their EBA campaign, getting the RDOs back. And union is, they're getting them all in the union. And memberships up, you know. They've been doing great. They've been one of our stronger branches, yeah. Okay, so look, we have got some bad news though. Uh, the Concrete Gang turn on the 23rd on the RDO is now been cancelled because for obvious reasons, which is pretty disappointing. We had to sort of let quite a few people down with that, not to mention the band and the, the, and the, all, all the other people that probably haven't been working. I'm looking forward to making the quid, but that we can't help that. But uh, the good news is your $20 ticket, which was going to get you into the function now, is uh, also, also and the $500 door prize is now worth $7,000 worth of prizes. So all the prizes we're going to raffle on the day are going to go all on that ticket. The mega raffle. The mega raffle. So what we're going to do is next week on the Concrete Gang, we're going to draw the raffle on the Concrete Gang live. And we're also, I think uh, Campo's going to film it on his phone so we can put it on YouTube so non-believers out there think it's rigged and all that. So, so and, 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 and so your ticket, if you st- uh, still keep buying your tickets, you got till next Thursday to buy all the tickets. Got to come back to the union office by next Thursday so we can get them uh, all put in the in the in the spin in the basket or in the what do you call it? The for twenty bucks you can win seven grand's worth of prize. I reckon that's a fair crack. Yeah, it's the, it's the old $5,000 travel voucher, but, but at the moment it's probably not $5,000. You can't go anywhere. But anyway, eventually you will be able to. Oh, and the other one's the five, $500 vouchers to different things. You go to the Parambit Caravan Park, you'll get, get in there, I reckon. <laughs> you get in there, mate. Yeah, bloody yeah, hell. Good little spot. What's wrong with that? Exactly. So it's, it is disappointing because I know everyone wanted to get together for a few drinks and listen to some good music, but unfortunately it's out of our hands. But as we said, it's still going to be a good $20 spend because you're going to have a chance to win all those prizes next week on the Concrete Gang. And winning a $500 drink and grog voucher in a lockdown, ooh, you can yeah, do a bonus. lot of damage with that. $500 grocery voucher, so we've got them all going. So it's, it's something to look forward to. But we apologise for that, but we went with it hoping that we'd get through, but we didn't. So anyway, we had a go. You have to have a gamble to have a win, don't you? You do. Um, so... All right, well, what have we got? We've got, uh, I'll tell we, you, we, we've got the COVID, but we've sort of touched on that. A bit we? of a sookie lala at the moment. We're on the them straight away. M- remember Goanna? Oh, yes. He was coming. He told us yesterday, yeah, I'll be there, I'll yeah. be there. Well, on the weekend, he was doing a bit of skiting before the game to me and Gorilla about Essen and Footscray. And I didn't. <laughs> next minute, the old bombers come home and Goanna smoke-bombed it today, hadn't he? Yeah, well, 
He did. The old early crow. That if you, if you look up early crow in the dictionary, you'd be it'd be a picture of the old goanna, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's a king of the early crow, isn't he? He went the early crow, and next minute, bush. Yeah. Anyway, that that was a good win. But uh, uh, what have we got here, mate? We got and and we did say we we're going to report back on the Kremer Camilla job about that young young lad uh, that, that the young apprentice fortunately uh, passed away on the job. But we sort of. At the moment, we can't say too much because it's become all legal and uh, there's a whole f- few things that didn't go right and all that. So we can't say too much because nothing, obviously nothing's changed there with the, with the umblade, but there's been a fair few things changed of what actually happened. So so we need to just uh, uh, sort of... We'll probably let you know. I, I think as, soon as, we, as soon as we can, we I will. I think next week we'll probably know more. Okay, so next week hopefully we get the information we can pass on to the listeners. All right, um, what else we got? We've got... Uh, what have we got? We've got um, oh the Olympics, South Australia, please. What about that? Oh, you go away for the you know Olympic, do your country Olympic games, do your country proud. proud. You come back, you have got to isolate two weeks in uh, in Sydney. Then you go home to Adelaide, the the, the state of churches. Now you know all the churches. City churches and, 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 and weird sex And you've got to do another two weeks, four weeks. Oh, that's sure. a joke. You would have told him before that, wouldn't you? So. Well, they got they got tested every day since they've been away. And had day. the vaccine. They've had the vaccine. They've been tested every day. They've been away. They've got full full records and doctors and, and all that around them and full records. Surely, please. Sure, you would have done the deal, wouldn't you? You would have said bring them through Darwin or oh, somewhere mate. else or do something. Well, they could have swum around some of those swimmers. I tell you what, they'll probably get there pretty quick. Say what? More like gold medals, mate. More medals than you've ever won, Camper. I don't know. I won a couple. <laughs> oh, won a please. couple when I was younger, mate. You build yourself about your football skills. Once you played one game, yeah, well, <laughs> it was a good game. Oh, it was a good game. Yeah, good point. All right. Well, listen, we, we can rattle on like this all day, but we'll get on the scallywags talk about rattling. And, and well, before we do that, we should talk about the shit sheet because there's been a bit of whinging about the oh. shit sheet. We named and shamed a few last week. They're coming out all these reasons and what happened. There's a bloke from Seabus has been complaining a few Oh, bit. yeah, yeah. Well, he does. He's good at that. But don't worry about that. He still hasn't shown us a receipt. But anyway, we'll keep shit, shit, shit count until we see the receipts. Receipts. All right. And well, saying the office is closed is no excuse. No, no. <laughs> no, that's pretty poor. Isn't it? You can shove the, shove the money under the door. Right, Scallywags. 8 p.m. Oh, the oh. old Paul Howard. Oh, he's, 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 he's got form. Yeah, he wants to change his EBA to make it a non-EBA. Halfway through the job. Halfway through the job. Gee, good luck with that. That's what we reckon. So, obviously there. Where's this, where's this job? I think it's in South Melbourne or down that in that area. Okay. All right, all right. So, Paul Howard, he's straight in there for a scallywag. And we've got Michael from WorkSafe. Oh, Michael from WorkSafe. They reckon he's a bit like Errol Flynn. Everything he touches, he... I'm not yeah, going to say Yeah, well, well yeah, okay. your father. We got the message. And look. We'd have to throw in old Scamo Scott Morrison for this absolute fucking disaster with the with, with the um, the injections and all that oh, in the New South Wales. And now, they're, now they're going to put him in chemist shops. Now I, I remember someone mentioned they brought that up about three months ago. Why don't they they do that? Nah, stupid idea. Now they're doing it. Yeah, everything's about six months too late, isn't it? Oh, and the vaccine, we should have had it secure a long time ago. What I don't get is the advice keeps changing. Well, this vaccine's all right for you. This oh, one's yeah. all right. Oh, no, this one is. You get two heads with this one or Fucking that one. please. I don't even know which one I got. That's pretty silly, isn't it? Well, I just said pump one into me, mate. That's what they did. Anyway, I'll yeah. find out when I get the next one. Yeah, so and obviously, I was seeing New South Wales too. We were talking about it, the workers having to get the vaccine and all that sort of stuff. They're booking in, but they can't get in because of the... 
Yeah, I know. It's just a debacle. So it's like ridiculous. It's I was talking to a bloke that was up on the border in New South Wales yesterday, and he said, I said, he had to go drop over the road, over the border. He said, hey, did you go? He said, mate, they just wave you through. Yeah, I said, you're joking. He said, it's coppers everywhere, they just wave you through. Well, that's a bit, bit, of, a, bit of a worry. Um, the Westgate. Oh, geez, the, the perennial. The perennial. So the Westgate, we've obviously known about the PFAS and how much of a disaster that job is. Well, obviously on that job, they've made it. There's thousands and probably, I'd nearly say million. There's millions and thousands of um, precast elements on that job. At the moment, they're, they're demolitioning hundreds of them coming from Benalla because they're not up to standard. They don't meet the standard of what it should be. So of, there's photos, and they'll probably be up, up on your social media. There is piles and piles and precast panels that have been getting smashed. So what they've done is they've smashed them all up in their genius. They've broken them all up because they've got to get rid of them. Um, and then they've laid them around the job. So now the job and the panel yard where they've smashed them all up is silica dust everywhere. So vanilla, precast, Westgate. Just the job it keeps on giving. Victorian money just getting thrown down the drain from bad management. Did they, did they get rid of that all that? Uh, the, no, no, that, no, that hasn't been fixed. So, oh, so what they have done, they've, they've started smashing up the elements because they, I don't know, it's a, it's a disaster. And we're not, like the photos, and you've seen the photos today, we're not talking about little little pieces of nah, panels. Nah, we're nah. talking major elements. So, uh, well, And apparently Geotech's been whinging about it as well. So, I don't know what their involvement is, but that's what the message says. All right. For all the above, so. And Suki Lala's? Well, obviously, Geotech, because they've sooked up They've sooked about it. Um, who else has been sooking? Well, you threw in Hawthorne Footy Club. No? Oh, yeah, Hawthorne. they still, I've got mates that go for Hawthorne, and, you know, they're whinging about Clarko leaving. Oh, and, yeah. oh Sam Mitchell. I'll stay with, I'm going to stay with the club forever and all that. Yeah. And got his $900,000 and gone. His little check. Yeah. And yeah then, for next year. And then you see, I see Campbell Brands out going, you're trying to back in uh, Jeff Kennett. Yeah. So, but, um, yeah, so, yeah. Um, and also, I'm going to have to, Footscray supporters who didn't show up today. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to nominate them. Yeah, they're all mate. They're all mate, Kana. Um, who else have we got, mate? Go, Anna. All right, that's about that's about all we've got. So Scallywags, geez, you'd have to. Do we have to go Westgate again? Oh well, I think it's you got to give it to them, don't you? I suppose we do. Geez, I'll tell you what. They, they, that would have been the worst job in Melbourne history, nearly, wouldn't it? Oh no, Jesus, that's a big call. What about the Westgate? Oh yeah, well the, the whole the, the whole area, like yeah, well that's right. Well, it's been yeah. stopped for nearly a year because they someone's put, put a whammy on it down there or something on the old Westgate. Yeah. It's called the Builder. Especially the cheerio to all our old mates that worked on the Westgate. God love them too. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Suki Lala. I've got another one too. Yeah. All those people on Facebook having a go at the New South Wales branch about the jab, because I've been reading the. There's a yeah. lot of people going blaming the union. The union's doing their best. You just heard from Michael, yeah. and, you know, what they've been doing. So all those people. They need some support. I mean, they need some support. It's, you know, and most yeah. of them are on that Facebook or on Facebook or on our Facebook and not even members of our union. You yeah. know what I mean? They're just yeah. right wing hacks having a go at us. Yeah. So if you are on Facebook, get on the New South Wales Facebook and get on and get behind the lads and pump them up. That's pump right. them up and yeah. shoot some of these grubs down. Because all they're trying to do is get their members back and work and then. And the, Make and a living and. 
That's right, and they've said that the decision's up then whether they get a noodle or not, but, I mean, the government's made that a bit hard for them, saying they have to have one to get back on the sites and all yeah, that. Yeah, just box them into a corner. Yeah, so, look, to, to Mike and all the gang up, but as you said, uh, Campo, get get on the on the um, Facebook, Facebook and, and give them a pump up and a bit of support for a change. Everyone, everyone likes throwing shit pies, but, I mean, you know. And even on our Facebook, if you see someone having a go at the union, get, because, get back into them. Exactly. All right, so we're going with work safe. No, we're not. We're going for the Westgate, the Scallywags, and the Sookie Lala. I reckon. I reckon Paul Howard, because he'll he, he, be sooking. He'll be sooking anyway. So we'll get in early. Yeah, right. And Paul Howard as a Sookie Lala. All right. So you've got the deal with the. With the in case you tuned in a bit late, the, the concrete gang turns off for obvious reasons, and your ticket now will it will. Uh, be in the uh, raffle for seven thousand dollars worth of prizes now. Seven thousand. That'll be drawn next week here on the Concrete Gang. So we'll go out the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang. We're going out with Highway the Hell for Worksafe.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.